it's your girl Sabby Speaks and I'm back with another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Welcome and welcome back. If you are new or let me say not new to this podcast, this is Everything Under the Sun where we get into all things like literally like everything under the sun and we like to soak up some vitamin D on like interesting things, but take it from a spiritual perspective. So I am Savvy Speaks, your host, and every week I have my friends come on and we talk about some good stuff. Okay, so if you missed the past episodes, we talked about we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Just go and watch it. <laughs> so real quick, I'm going to go ahead and do a weather check. So right now I'm in Berea, Kentucky, and it is raining. Okay, it is 51 degrees. The low is 48. The high is 65, but it is hot over here under the sun. Now, I'm going to introduce one of my bestest, bestest, bestest girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my chick right there. This is the girl that when I came to college, you know what I'm saying? This this my road dog. You know, she didn't want to be my road dog at first, but we're going to get into it. You know what I'm saying? So, I will have my girl, Ozzy, introduce herself. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's good? My name is Ozzy, but my full name is Ozemei. Um, Egure. I am, let's see, what can I tell you about myself? I am a senior nursing major. Um, I, well, first and foremost, I'm a child of God. Come on. Hallelujah. The King of Kings, a little. Can we give it up for Jesus? Come on, let's give it. Give it up for Jesus. (laughs) Hey, I speak two languages. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. English and tongues. Hallelujah. Hey. Um, (laughs) um, Let's see. I'm 23 years old. I, I don't know. I'm Sabrina's really great friend of mine. Ah, praise him, praise him, praise him. <laughs> yes. Um, anything else you want to know about me? Uh, <laughs> I, tell him, I should tell him about me. Uh, well, you you about to graduate. I am. Boo, you about to graduate. How many days? 30. Hey, she's been counting down. <laughs> yeah. Give it up for Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you, all of my people that are like used to my podcast, they know that like this is a new feature. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have a soundboard now, so we're literally about to play with like... Hey, what about? Come on, we're about to play with these sound effects. Don't play with me, okay? Awesome. So in today's episode, we are gonna soak up some vitamin D on, well, being sheltered. Oh wait! <laughs> what? That's so bad. No. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna soak up some vitamin D on being sheltered. Well, mm-hmm. like that's the that's the topic of today's conversation. It's just sheltered because I'll never forget. Um, I asked one of our, I went to go and climb the mountain. That sounds so bad. <laughs> I went to go and climb <laughs> the mountain with some of my friends, and I asked him. He was, you know, he's a white male. I asked him. So, what did you think about me and Ozzy when we first came to to Berea? <laughs> and he was like, "Y'all were sheltered." And I was like, hold up. What does that even mean? And he was like, from the way that you're even climbing the mountain, I was making so many SpongeBob references and stuff like that. Like, like I was like a child climbing this mountain. He was like, yeah, you guys ain't never been out the house. I'm like, what? Oh, no. Mama, do you think we are sheltered? No. I don't think so. Maybe a little. Hey. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, eh? Uh, okay, talk to me. What does that even mean? Sheltered? I mean, I mean, I guess when I think of a shelter, I think of a... A sense of protection from the from maybe anything evil trying to get you. Okay. So I think in a sense that's what sheltered means. But for us, I think it means something like you know our parents most likely are trying to protect us from things that could hurt us. So yeah. Okay, I guess in that sense it's valid. You know, because when he said it, it was like in such a negative connotation. Just like y'all never seen the world, and I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was true mm-hmm. to some extent because I feel like no. I mean, I lived the life. You know, we from Atlanta. I'm sorry, you're not from Atlanta. You're from Fayetteville, uh, Georgia. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, like, I felt like we at least tasted a bit of the world, but mm-hmm. I guess not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, again, I maybe because you grew up in what Lawrenceville. I mean, you stayed Atlanta. Okay, so anyway, Lawrenceville, (laughs) y'all. This girl swears she's from Atlanta, but let me tell you right now, she's not. But I am from Fayetteville, Georgia, and I mean, I don't feel like I mean, I feel like I was sheltered to an extent. I think I was more like told things that I shouldn't do, right? And I sensed that was the sheltering, and then it kind of skewed my mind to think, oh, I shouldn't do these things because it's wrong, right? You know. So, okay, let me start off by asking you, like, how were you raised? Like, what was the dynamic of your household? Okay, so I was raised in a matriarchy. And if you don't know what that is, the woman, 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 
my woman. <laughs> so <laughs> I was raised by my mother. Um, so my father passed away when I was seven. So that's about 15 years ago. So I was raised by my Nigerian family, my Nigerian mother and three sisters. And so everything we did, um, my mom was trying her best with these children to raise us in the best way possible while serving the Lord. So everything we did was very like our mom would go from the Bible and tell us, don't do this, do that. Don't do this. Watch where you're going. So in a sense, I was raised, I don't want to say out of fear, but I was raised to know like these are things you shouldn't do or they're wrong. Right. And for protection. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And do you feel like your faith played a little bit into that? Hey. It played big time. <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. Everything. Faith was based on everything. We were faith based. I mean, every morning the family gathered to do Bible study. We pray before we eat. We go out. Like God was is and God was our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, and we took the Bible very literally. It's, you know, my mom did. So the Bible said the what is it? The the wicked run <laughs> where nobody <laughs> the, I, I didn't run. Oh. <laughs> She said, you say, cut off your eye. <laughs> Take off your eye. I, hey, how many times I almost shoot my eye out? God. <laughs> Yo. Okay. I really feel like that's valid because being raised in like an African Christian household, mm-hmm. like the the perspective on life that we have is so different. Yeah. It's so different. You just, I think we're taught to fear a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're taught to stay away from a lot of things because we learn, we learn them in the church before we even see them in real life. So like, don't do this. This is sin. Don't talk to this person. This is sin. Mm-hmm. Don't go here. This is sin. And so then you meet sin face to face. You're like, Ay, <laughs> this is the sin they were talking about. <laughs> ah, going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you're right and in a sense it places you in a it makes you want to play god sometimes not yeah. on purpose so you're like oh i was told not to do this and you see someone else doing it and some reason you look at them you're like oh you're a sinful you're a sinner but the bible also says take the log out of your own eye before yeah. you judge so it, yeah it, it did that <laughs> girl because you're taking me back to freshman year oh. <laughs> y'all don't know this girl freshman year hey hey <laughs> wait though you don't know us freshman year okay it's true it's true Let, uh, it's us, it's us. i'm <laughs> telling you freshman year menaces <laughs> oh my god i just thank god for transformation god. because when i've been looking back I've, i get so sad <laughs> I get so sad just thinking of like yeah. I came into college and I, I was just I was just like I'm gonna bring so many people to Christ I'm gonna have them transform their life yes. in the name of Jesus yes. in the name of <laughs> Jesus and then I didn't realize where I was coming to hey. real calling real calling reality check hey home of healing and trauma center <laughs> Trauma said that. Trauma Everybody is on the healing journey here. Girl, so I remember I came and like, I was I'm, I was pretty loud. The thing is, I'm always loud about being a Christian. That's mm-hmm. just my lifestyle. I was loud about it. Like, at this time, I, I used to have a mission that like, every day I'll say the name of Jesus. <laughs> or I say, I say God it, it, like to somebody else because I'm thinking I'm preaching the gospel. Yeah. So, how are you doing? Oh, to the glory of God, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> should be crying. Glory to God. I got it for my exam. Glory. <laughs> Like, imagine somebody 18, glory to God. Like, (laughs) people are just like, what is wrong with this girl? What? Lord. Yeah, so those those were the days. I I definitely called out a whole bunch of people because when you come to college, like, I thought, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I thought I was in Georgia. Georgia, Mm. you can say whatever. (laughs) Yes. And, like, people are just going to look at you and keep pushing. Probably talk talk about you behind your back. Cool. In Berea, Kentucky. (laughs) Girl, you say something. Facebook. Is go- uh, Facebook <laughs> Don't even get me started Facebook Facebook Somebody was here Somebody that doesn't even know you Oh yeah I heard about her this is, And it yeah. will go around mm. And I hate it And this is why I always I hate Twitter fingers Because this place Has has made me realize People love to talk mm-hmm. Oh don't even get me started People love to talk <laughs> But they won't say it To your face So Girl How are you like Freshman year Well You know Glory, glory to God For transformation You know Sabrina was speaking on some really genuine and general things. I, too, came with the mindset like, oh, I'm here to save lives, you know, bring them to Christ as well. I mean, I don't think I was as loud loud as Sabrina. (laughs) What? (laughs) Throw me under the bus. (laughs) She always says I throw under the bus. (laughs) Okay, okay. No, but honestly, like, I feel like I came and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But 
one thing I didn't realize is I didn't know myself because I was so sheltered. Mm. So I actually didn't do much of that. I think I did a lot more of like exploring myself, mm. not like anything crazy, but like I just want to know who I was. Yeah. But like I was trying to do that, all, but also trying to spread the gospel that I actually didn't know. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah so. so how did you not know the gospel? You were raised in a church. It, it God was your life. How, like, what do you mean you didn't know the gospel? So uh, because I was raised in so much, you shouldn't do that, shouldn't do this. I was raised in a lot of fear. I mean, I would read those certain things like to like sharpen myself, but I didn't, I thought I was sharpening myself. I didn't read the things that will grow me in my faith and grow me in like, look at God, not as a tyrant, look at God, not like, but to look at him as a father and someone who actually loves me. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I came here, I actually knew that God loved me. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's kind of insane. So I, that's what I mean. Like I didn't know anything and I thought I did and I was blinded by my own pride. So Glory to God for redemption and revelation. Glory to Him. Can we give it up for us? Oh, <laughs> glory to God! <laughs> Y'all are gonna get tired of these sound effects. I hope you don't, because there's nine of them. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but wow, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me also ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we don't realize where we've come from until we leave our nest. So, like for me personally, whenever I left the house, I realized, yo. I took my mom's personality and carried it with me to college. And I didn't know until I got called out like so many times. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Like, because I, me and my mom were always braiding hair together. So I've seen the way she interacts with people. And I'm also very okay with interacting with people. So like, like just the way an African mom will talk to somebody. Hi. Oh, is that your friend? <laughs> okay. Hi. Hello, hello. So I've come to college and I'm just like, you know. A little bit more modern with it, but I'm like, oh, hi. Oh, that's your friend? Oh, okay, that's cool. And so I realized that I was just like my mom in so many ways. And like this memory came to mind that um, I would, I, I was comfortable with telling people what to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was. Like, she I mean, I recognize that like, because I'm always in like a leader leadership position, I'm always thinking that I have this authority to do this, do this, tell somebody to do this. But it wasn't until like, oh, I think it was even you that got annoyed. Was uh, <laughs> like, you and a few friends were just like, Sabrina, the way you say things, it's not that you're asking somebody to do it; you're telling them to do it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just asking you. I'm telling you in question format. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I'm giving you the option, but I'm not really giving you an option. Yeah. But that's the way I was raised. Like, you don't really mm-hmm. have an option to do things. But that's something that I realized. For myself. So for you, what is something that made you realize you were sheltered after you left their house? Wow. Good question. And you know what? First, I just want to reiterate, like, y'all, like, what Sabrina was saying is true. I mean, this girl will tell you what to do in in Times New Roman. (laughs) And I want Kame Sans. Kame Sans. But, (laughs) you know, but... No, for me, I would would say the thing that opened my eyes, that made me realize I was actually kind of closed-minded, was, like, coming into a place and meeting certain people and actually not knowing how to love them. Mm. That was scary. Y'all like I would walk out and I'm like, Oh, that person's weird, different. I don't think I should love them. Right. Lord. And you know, that's, we know we're called to love people. Right. But I didn't know that because I didn't even know God loved me. So that was not until I opened my eyes. Like God has opened my eyes to see like everybody's different, but I love them all the same. Mm. I was like, dang, yeah, Lord, I, I'm, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. That was like my big shocker. And I go to a very, so get this, we go to a school that's liberal arts and it's not conservative or anything. Right. It's founded on Christian beliefs, but very liberal. So there's so many different people and beliefs. And you're just like, I got thrown into this place with so many different things. Mm-hmm. So you have to adapt in a sense. Yeah. But God has also shown me a way to love people. I didn't even know I could ever love or even know how to love. Yeah. yeah. That is so... What? I, I love the... Hold on. <laughs> I love the way you said that. I really do. Because um, that's a story of a lot of... I, let me even say conservative Christians that come to the school, especially when they are raised in the church or they come to the school under the impression that it's like, oh, a, a very Christian college. We're going to go to mass or mm-hmm. once a week. And it, it's a it's a very false narrative that a lot of us are raised to see people as their sin and mm-hmm. not as a person who like the sin is attached to them, but they are not the sin. And then it just it, it kind of even lets us 
look at them from a, a holier than thou standpoint of like, oh, you a sinner. <laughs> you a Sit. sinner. I'm a righteous. Uh, you need to come to me, get deliverance. Come on. Uh, that especially being a deliverance minister, like you see somebody mm. just like, oof, you need to get delivered from that. <laughs> like, <laughs> she said, well, I like, get my hands on you. <laughs> I just need to lay my robocat. <laughs> oh, Lord, she's in the spirit. <laughs> I'm telling you, so I think you you put that very, very beautifully. If if Berea did one thing, I would say that it all it, it showed me how to love people kind of like what you said mm-hmm. um because Bria's different like i came in and like <laughs> if we're really being transparent be transparent <laughs> if, we're, <laughs> please. if we're being transparent i came in and i see like guys with nail polish and mm-hmm. like uh like men in dresses and like just i like when i first came i said <laughs> like y'all gotta understand where i'm coming from this please. is 2019 and like i mean we're in the middle of this like this age where everybody's expressing themselves and being okay but we don't really do it like that like that in Atlanta so I'm coming in you know and Atlanta we were, we're very open about our beliefs yes. so when I first came I was very open I said oh my gosh do you see that they are gay they are this they are this like oh god oh my god I was just so shocked by the atmosphere that I was in because I wasn't these are things I see on TV. Yeah. I never seen a transgender person like in person. Right. I had never seen like people being so open about it just because of like the way our faith sees it and stuff right. like that. So I remember that's something that shocked me. What was another thing that shocked me was like witches. Like, <laughs> girl, yeah. we used to, I mean, being African, you're always praying against f- family witches, yeah. family demons. So, like, to come and see that they're actual witches. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they're not family. <laughs> and they're not family. <laughs> they're not somebody that you wouldn't even tell they're a witch because they're just somebody who, like, puts together, like, I don't know, herbs and stuff like that. And they, they just go about their day like regular. Stuff like that. I mm. was like, we are in the world of sin. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are in the world of sin. Yes, Father so. God. <laughs> so Yeah, and and even with, with when you said like seeing guys with like nail polish, seeing um just certain things that we've not seen, like people who are listening to this, it's a I wanna let you know it's a culture shock for right. us. It's not like we just walked out of here and said, Oh my gosh, like well like we've never seen this before. And by culture shock, not only from Georgia, but we're African. If you if you understand what an African like we are one of the most and I say we because as a collective right. the, the judgmental like it's like almost in our blood, but yeah. we have to remove that with the power of Jesus. But like that's something we came in with and man, it did a number. It did a number. <laughs> Transformation, y'all. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so then how you talked about judgments and I feel like that's true. A lot of Africans in general, like the culture is to judge and to like mm-hmm. keep your distance. So how did you go about that coming into Berea and then how does how has that transformed you now? Okay, so again, like I came in very like sheltered. I was scared. I I, I <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> I, I would definitely say like I actually can say i believe that i was actually homophobic Mm. and like i actually was and because i realized like when i would meet someone i would get so scared like and the definition of phobia is scared of but Mm. why was i homophobic because like i was raised to be and that's so sad to me now like how could i not love somebody that god loved even if they're different from me whatever they believe i still am called to love them so i came in with a certain mindset and when i tell you it took deliverance it took being away from home mm-hmm. to realize that I was and that God does not approve of that mm. man it broke my heart to see that and I asked God God I want you to show me your heart for people who I don't who I don't understand and right. when he did that y'all bruh let me tell you thank God for deliverance because I can see somebody different from me and I'm just glory to God man because I can see them and say, wow, I love you so much. You don't even know. I don't even care what you did. If you like, kill somebody tomorrow. Okay, don't do that. Please don't kill anybody, yo. Please. But if like, I, I can't even see that no more. I see what God sees, and that's a beautiful human being that he created. Wow. Glory. I'm actually like smiling. Like, y'all can't see this in the studio because we don't have no visuals, but I'm actually like smiling because it, it took a lot for us to get here. Yeah. It really did take a lot for us to get here because um, it is a sh- culture shock. And like, it's hard to even, I, I really could bro no i actually really commend you for saying that because it's not easy to actually say that like in the past you were homophobic mm-hmm. and like i stand with you on that statement because like it's not something that you want to 
even embrace as even like a part of the past present and future or like me i wouldn't want to embrace that to say like oh i came in and i was hit but it's the it's the truth it's the truth it's the truth and so i just thank god that we are actually in this place where we learn how to love people learn how to ask questions and learn Mm -hmm. how to like listen more than we talk because girl that was one of my defaults i was talking 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 (laughs) thinking i was coming to change lives and i feel like i got i got smacked with like a huge hammer i was like sit down shut up (laughs) shut up your mouth I learned how to sit down and like literally shut my mouth and like ask more questions than I do ask more questions than I did like respond um, and that that like opened my mind up to a, a, a lot and so I think one of my struggles constantly is like going back to my African household where mm. you know the thing is like you can't just like the thing is you go to college you become enlightened and you go back home <laughs> to where you come from <laughs> to where oh, you come from and you're just double like double life uh, like, like Hannah Montana out here no put on my wig take off my face <laughs> like it, it it's it's so different cause now like at first I carried that mentality then I came to college and then my mind started to change and then I came back home and I see oh this is where it stemmed from mm. so it's almost like how do I keep up with the transformation that I've encountered when I came to college when I go home yeah so like for you what would you say that is Man, the transformation. So, I mean, I have examples on examples, but like literally it's realizing like I have to, it's all in the mind. You know, even the Bible says be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to genuinely renew my mind to believe like, okay, this is not right. This is not wrong. Um, And I went back home and actually gained some type of pride. I was like, oh, finally I can say something. But hey, it it backfired on me. Because because we were butting heads because it's like this belief I believed for so long. And now like God is renewing my mind. It it was a lot of clashing, especially between me and my mom. But when I went back home, I I tried to like realize, okay, Lord, I need you to show me how to do this because I was Mm. not doing this right. But when God was showing me, it was working. It's But it took progress and it still is progress. But even with my mom, there'll be like times where she would say something real slick. I'm like, mommy, you don't want to say that. You know what the Bible says about that? And she'd look at me kind of like crazy. And I'm like, "Uh, I I don't know what to expect. But it's little inklings of a sprinkling a little bit of like change in there right to let them realize like this is real like let's yeah. change our minds you know so that's so fact yeah i feel like uh, a lie that some of us try to think is like oh yeah i came to college i changed my mind i elevated i did this mm. and you go back and you think that your parents also did the same thing <laughs> no it's a ch- oh it is a lie so it's a lie it's like this <laughs> <laughs> you'll go back and you'll talk all your talk and they will really beat you down walking away like <laughs> no seriously so i think what you said is so important to like just sprinkle seeds of love like and like even when it comes to like uh, i guess beliefs aside it's just like even actions right yeah because for me personally when i left the house i came as like a strong independent person that like i didn't need anybody to support me because i grew up not really feeling too supported and so when i when i came to college and like you know i'm having friends who are like showing up at like every event i'm like what is going on like i think you would you were one of the first persons that like you were just always there and i'm like (laughs) oh my god if you know me and ozzy's story it's like it's a lot because i was not used to like friends that were always there mm-hmm. and like this is like now we're like this is boarding school so we lived in the same hall and so <laughs> i was on the third floor ozzy was on the second yep. floor and she would always come to my room and i was like oh what is going on like, <laughs> and the thing is ozzy if you know ozzy ozzy gives so much love like she does not care she would just love you and love you and love you and like i'm in a space where like my love is limited okay like <laughs> i get a little something some go home come back the next go day home. like you can't have all this love so whenever you kept coming back and like you would show up Mm -hmm. and you would be there and like on Saturdays I would braid braid hair like literally all day and I remember the first time that I was like oh my gosh this girl is like legit was whenever I was hungry but I couldn't get food and I was braiding and I asked you to pick me up some food so you got the food and I was like okay I'll I'll try to pay you back you were like no no, don't worry about it I was like wait what (laughs) don't worry about it and my transactional mind, yeah. I, error 404, error, error, I didn't get it. Error. And then like the next week, you brought your whole TV to the room <laughs> where I was ready here. And I said, oh, wow, this girl. Mm. At the time, I wasn't like, oh, this girl loves me. I was like, what is wrong? <laughs> this, this girl's weird. <laughs> so she brought her whole TV. You are kidding me. Like, yeah. what do I got that you want? Like, girl. <laughs> 
then overall yeah. through some transformation and deliverance i learned that like that love mm. is legit amen amen and it, y'all let me again i'll just say like transformation is such a beautiful thing because we've we've grown together for what three and a half years now and if you've seen how far we both come it's such a beautiful thing yeah. like i tell you this girl the way she i was scared i was ah. repellent oh. she, she'll see me coming she'll run she'll run son. first of all Lil, let's talk about the first time you saw me you didn't like me hey. tell them the truth okay. tell that i'll be honest y'all i didn't like her okay like okay so i grew up in faithville georgia so it's it's not you know it's a certain way it's like a city like you know see the way her voice changes i just want to okay okay so it's like a city guys <laughs> like that and so when i met sabrina i saw her with these long braids this girl was wearing she was wearing a cute outfit i guess but she started i don't know she just gave me like Ugh. <laughs> let me tell you these were butt length twists you know okay okay mm. but this girl i was just like oh no she looked mm-mm. she looked like she's trouble like she wants to start something i don't even want to look at her and talk to her <laughs> then one day we spark a conversation she's like i'm gonna eat. i said really i'm nigerian she said i love jesus i said I love Jesus too. <laughs> we started talking, talking. We ended up praying in the laundry room, y'all. <laughs> praying in the laundry room. Going in war in the laundry room, y'all. Like, what is that? That is a friendship right there. The spark of a new love, bro. The prayer, I remember that day so vividly. I remember I was like, because it's like when you meet somebody who was raised the same way as you, yes. but it's almost like, oh, we on the same page. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we prayed, I walked away, I was like, yeah. That girl's legit. <laughs> that girl's legit. She's legit. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. You were so funny. You were so funny. But I do have a question for you. Talk Sabrina. To me. I hate to veer us off a little bit, but you know what? We're going we going to talk about some things. I really want to ask you, um, what did freedom look like in your household? In a sense, like by freedom, I'm not necessarily speaking like, you know, like land of the free. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, what are certain things that you could have done that or things you could have done that giving you I, I don't know what to say, like a sense of freedom. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you felt like you were able to do it willingly and your mom won't say anything about it. Like in the past or like after college? Um, I would say in the past and especially about dating. I want to focus on hey, this. Or boys. That's boys. all you have to say. Yeah, yeah. I was beating around the bush, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> y'all, give me some time. I'm, I'm gonna figure this out. All right, now. Hey. Okay, so you said about boys? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, that's what she heard, though. <laughs> I, I, she targeted oh yeah talk talk yeah talk uh, what else um I guess freedom like I don't know did I even have freedom I don't know I am the <laughs> land of the free I don't know <laughs> are we though <laughs> no, okay Purpucha. okay Lecrae um, <laughs> what was the song name uh I, hey uh, coming to America something like America <laughs> something like that in America okay um I don't know so the, I guess the first boyfriend that I had like my mom knew about it um, wow. She would always tell us that, like, you shouldn't date in your, like, early teens because this is the time you're supposed to be focused on education, focused on your life. And then when <laughs> you get to, like, 20, that's when you start. She was like, you study somebody. And then, you know, you, you just check that you're just friends. You don't have to do anything. You're just friends. And then, you know, at the time, you, you see them. And then, but, but, like, you get married and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, be you, learn about yourself. Um, study the person and then so i remember i was i think i was like 16 no 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 no. i had to be 14 i was like in eighth grade and i had a boyfriend he was also Ghanaian. and i remember the day i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna show you to my mom and and we're all like we're all baby kids in in the neighborhood so i bring him around and i was like mommy this is my boyfriend she just looks and she walks inside the house (laughs) walks inside the house don't say nothing i was like okay well i i introduced you (laughs) Get married now. No, seriously. So my mom, she's always, she's never been like, oh, you can't date. But it was just like, we always had guy friends coming to the house. So we're so used to having guys around. Um, She wanted me to seriously be in a relationship, maybe after college, Mm because she wanted me to focus on my education. So like that's that's that i don't i don't know how, okay. how much free we could get with it no no i mean because i asked that question because we're talking about being sheltered right and i feel like that was a big topic that we had to well we, we should address mm. because in a sense like we were raised especially around boys and yeah. dating it's like don't do it till after college but we never got necessarily any advice yeah. about what does it even mean all you hear is you know things like uh, uh yeah it's like like you said like after college, you know, meet somebody, get to know them. We never got some details. Yeah. Matter of fact, I never got the talk. Oh. Uh, I never got the birds and the bees talk, girl, y'all. Me neither. Yay. 
Me neither. The the most that I heard about sex in my house was don't do it. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't understand, y'all. Don't do it. If you, my mom will always say, if you get pregnant, you're going to leave the house, yes. and I will take care of the baby. And and so like I'm like 12 years, yes. and I'm like, oh, I'm never having sex. Not oh, I'm, if I have sex, I'm gonna have a baby, and 12. then she's not gonna take care of me. I'm gonna have to find the house. I have to mm-hmm. sleep with the boy. Like, yeah, yeah, that is so true. I mean, I like I said, we were raised the same. Like literally everything she's saying was what my mom said. Wow. And if anything, she added things like, you know, boys are bad. They'll, they'll tell your teeth are nice and your shoulders are, are good. So stay away. <laughs> so me, me, the, my small self, I stayed away. But the reason why I bring that up is I really want to talk about like a little bit more about like toxic purity culture. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, it's like learning that you should stay pure, mm. but not getting any information to why you should stay mm. pure and the whole reason of purity and sexual immorality. So yeah, I want to talk a little bit of talk to me, girl. About that. Ahead, lay it down, girl. You know, so I mean, what is your idea of toxic purity culture in your household? Like how does, girl, how does that go, Sam? Ain't <laughs> I was gonna say it's all toxic. No, baby. <laughs> no, like, toxic. I like. I don't even know. We don't really even have conversations about it, and it reminds me of is it Hosea four six? My people perish for a lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. and so like that's literally the path that a lot of us are on because our parents never opened that door to talk about it. It was always just don't do it. Right. You know, even when I had my period for the first time, mm. oh my gosh, I was so scared because I was like, what is this? And it was so awkward because I, I ended up calling my sister instead of my mom <laughs> and then and it ended up being me and my mom and my sister and they were talking about it and like, I, I just, I couldn't fathom. Like, it was just so awkward and I didn't want to talk to her about it because we never opened up that space. But then right. she was also under the impression that my school would teach me about it. And mm. they did give us like a, they split the boys and the girls up and they would talk to us about like puberty and like periods and stuff like that. But that was like one day. Yeah. And so as much as like, I, I wish I got more information about it from my parents on that end. Um, like I said, we never talked about sex. It was always like, she would just always randomly ask us, are you having sex? <laughs> she would say, are you a virgin? And like, t- on a random ride to the mall, are you a virgin? Like, girl. Like, dinner. <laughs> you a virgin? Are you a virgin? Like, and it, <laughs> me and my sister would just kind of be like, like, bro, like you just springing this up on us. Like, what? you ain't never give us a talk. You never taught us like how it goes. So I guess yeah. a lot of times they just kind of assume we know right. when we don't. And, and then, I don't know. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that that is so valid and so true. Like, what, what can you do? I mean, for I would talk about my experience with toxic yeah. purity culture. Like, that, that stems from being sheltered. And also with the whole, like, purity thing, like, being Christian. So, the Bible does talk about saving yourself for marriage, right. you know. And when you save yourself for marriage, you're in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. But like, what goes with that? Why am I not having sex until I'm married? I didn't know until literally two years ago, y'all, why I'm not having sex. Until- I just wow. thought it's a thing I do. Yeah. And I thought it's a, a, a flip. The switch will flip. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm married, I'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm married now. Now what? <laughs> we just look at each other on our wedding night oh uh i think we know how to do this no i never knew the emotional aspect yeah. the spiritual aspect but the bible does talk about it and yeah. you know even in the bible you know first corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 i, I believe y'all fact check me it says like the the sexual morality is the mm. is the sin in, uh, the only sin against your own body right and so i you know i was like oh, okay i see why god doesn't really like it it's the only sin like it's so significant and mm. this is a way that brings life into the world right but like I never understood why in the concept, but it has skewed my mind in the sense that it's wrong. Mm. I w- I thought sex was so bad. Yeah. Like for the longest, like years. Ask my friends. Ask Sabrina. Sabrina, hey. I, I tell them. <laughs> I can tell them, baby. I'll tell them. I can tell them. <laughs> no, we used to joke a lot about like <laughs> We used to joke a lot about on the wedding day, we just, you know, he unbuttons the dress and then you look at each other and you run in the closet like, like the idea of like, oh, I don't even want to use the sexual term. Just the idea of sex alone is yeah. just like, hey, hey, so that goes in this and, hey. and, and then this and then, oh, yeah, girl. It, 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 it was, it's a scary concept because it's, it's beyond just sex. It's like the vulnerability. Yeah. I was not taught like to even be vulnerable with a man. Right. You you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you're gonna see all me, boy, bye. <laughs> I am not going. Okay. You got me messed up. But like, I, I mean, as a 23 year old woman, I can say that I'm still learning. I could even say the word sex, y'all. Like, that's right. that's crazy Girl, to me. It's it. It's it. <laughs> I just said, you know, the thing, the thing, and the thing. <laughs> no, but like, that's to show you, like, toxic purity culture is so real, and like, 
I I think it's it's something that needs to be addressed and um there needs to be awareness for it because yeah. so many people are being misled and children are being misled and skewed to think sex is bad in general yeah. when it's not. God has made it a great thing. Yeah. And I think that that's something that needs to be addressed, especially with our generation mm-hmm. you know, and Africans. Like yeah. there needs to be some type of awareness. No, I definitely, definitely agree. I really feel like African parents should educate themselves and then educate mm-hmm. their children. Like I don't even want African parents to talk. Not even let me right. let me not say African parents. I don't want parents to talk to their children about sex when they don't know don't much know. about it. Right? Because now you're spreading false information. That's true. And the thing is, a lot of like people would think if you don't talk about it, it's not going to happen. No, no, it's just gonna happen. You're just not gonna know. <laughs> exactly, like, that's hard. The thing is, everything in this world is sexualized, from commercials yeah. to to books to TVs. You can't escape the conversation. Yeah. And so, like for me, I learned a lot about sex on the bus. Like we mm-hmm. sat in the back of the bus, and people were showing me memes, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> And then they were like, you don't get it. And I'm like, no. And they would explain it to me. Yeah. And I'm learning about things like cum. Yeah. I'm learning about things like penetration or like uh, just a whole bunch of yeah. stuff that I wouldn't have known had I just left it up to my parents because right. they didn't talk about it. So I do really like I wish there was like a workshop specific. Yes. Let me say for this one specifically for African parents <laughs> to like <laughs> get it in their minds because yes. African parents are different. Like y'all, y'all you can't just teach them the anatomy of it. Like you got to add in the spiritual, yes. emotional. And I want them to teach like young children. Like, of course, you want, you're not probably not going to teach a four year old how to have sex. Like yeah. probably like just simplify it per age yeah. I wish there was something like that so that we could at least know like this is what sex is it's it's not good for me right now but overall it's a good thing yes. when I'm married ooh I like yeah. that well, well put together no because I what everything you just said was so so true like and I was I was telling my friends uh, something about like a Facebook post that yeah. I, I read and like y'all like the psychology behind it y'all like everything's spiritual but there's also psychology because we're humans and we have mm-hmm. a mind that God has given us but like I read this Facebook post of this woman who actually she waited for marriage her parents were telling her for years sex is bad wait till you're married she she had sex when she was married finally but she was in so much pain she thought something was wrong with her she wow. went to the doctor. And the doctor told her, there's nothing wrong with you. And so now she has to go to therapy wow. because in her mind, her brain was skewed that sex was bad. Wow. And now she's in her marital bed and she's like, oh, this is a bad thing. And that's so sad to me because yeah. it's it should be a beautiful thing that God made. But your brain was like, no, you're doing the wrong thing. This yeah. is not right. And I started to get fearful. I was like, God, can, don't let this be me, Lord. Yeah. So, like, just hearing that, it, like, scared me. But, like, I'm telling y'all, like, God is taking us on a new journey. I really believe it. But I think that's something that goes along with the shelteredness. And even within that, like, the shelteredness of, you know, the judgment thing we were talking about. Like, when you find out some people have had sex, you're just like, hey, you all find these sexy. (laughs) You find these sexy. And then, like, you're again with the shelteredness, like, I'm tying all this together. Like, your brain starts to judge them, like, oh my gosh, they've had sex. Oh my gosh. But not knowing that, okay, they're forgiven by God right. and they change from their ways. They are now a new person. Mm-hmm. Like, even that, like, God had to renew my mind and be like, bro, I love them the same. They made a mistake or they don't know what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, y'all, let me tell you, God help us. Hey. So, what about those who are like actively having sex and stuff like that? Do you see them and say, sexy? <laughs> yeah, be sexy? No, that's the crazy part. Because of transformation, y'all, I promise y'all, I would have been like, huh? So they have said, Steve, 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 sex, God. No, like, I just be like, you know what, Lord? You know, I may not agree with what they're doing, but Lord, just, just be with them. Like, right. literally, the only thing you can do is pray. Right. Like, literally. So, it's like, even then, you don't see them different. But you're just like, okay, you know what, Lord? That they're in your hands, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> no, I gotta yeah. move on. <laughs> no, I love that because like being the way we were when we first came in, yeah. it's almost like you take it and you make it your own problem. Yeah. Like yes. oh, like they're doing this. It's, 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 like now it's, <laughs> it's just like you mine. having sex, like like that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna be concerned about what's going on in your space unless right. you come to me and you're just like Sabrina, I need help with this. Right. Then that's when I can like put in my input. But like I, I feel like there were moments where we would inject our faith yes. into situations that they're like, <laughs> I'm not even there. a Christian. Like, <laughs> I don't even abide by this. And I'm like, oh, like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you, you operated the systems no, of the world. Like, <laughs> you, like, we're not even in the same class. Right. And so, like, 
like <laughs> I used to I had to like use this uh, analogy to help me think like so when you're a Christian you abide by certain rules and you have a certain teacher so you're in a certain class mm-hmm. but then you have somebody from a different class and you're trying to teach them your teacher's rules mm-hmm. but it's like they're not even taking GSTR 410 <laughs> like they're, they're taking nutrition. sociology and nutrition <laughs> like so why are you trying to like mm-hmm. smack your textbook on them when they're not about it and so the right. best thing I could do is represent my class in the best way that I can. And if you're interested in taking my class, I'm going to let you know what's going on. But I can't just like see you in nutrition and talk about some, ah, how come you're not doing this? Because in GSTR 410, it says, mm-hmm. so I had to learn that the hard way because yeah. I thought everybody, <laughs> I, I mean, because the, the Bible is about righteousness and it's yeah. about how you should live your life. And so when I saw like people not abiding by the word of God, I was like, Bro. You're like, why don't you know? Like, you Muslim, why don't you know? Like, you Buddhist, don't you know the Bible says this? Yeah. And I had to realize, like, oh, they don't you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't you don't ascribe to that. That is true. Yeah. That reminds me of something Chandler Moore once said. Like, I listened to his worship, and he he, he was telling people, like, he was like, you, you keep going to people saying, like, don't you know that you're this? But, like, how could you tell that to somebody when they've they've lived their whole life living as other? Right. So they're not, like, don't you know your child of God? No, they don't because they've been living their life as a whole nother, you know, person or a whole nother lifestyle. So yeah. I'm really glad that you mentioned that. But, no, like, I came to college and my first day I was like, oh, everybody's a virgin. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody would tell me, did you hear that bus? I said, ah, uh-huh. yeah. They have these what's sexy. Sexy. I said, oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, cool, please. <laughs> the oh, college was a bro. whole new platform, bro. Whole new. Because it's so funny. Like, I think I think it was you, me, and a friend on, on the <laughs> the porch <laughs> on the porch of a hall. And this is somebody who like has had like a sexual past. And mm-hmm. so they're just like, okay, look at these two people. They're about to go and have sex. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> and so he's like, watch her. So she goes and she like this girl gets her bag and he's like, She just took a shower. They're about to go and do it. And we're like, wait. <laughs> We're sitting here like never having had this experience. Like, how do you know this? And yeah. he was just like, bro, like it's college. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, wait, what? Bro, it's college. People do this? I was shocked though. Like, like, but the thing is they just met at a party before. Yeah. Like they just met. So I was like, wait, so people just meet each other mm-hmm. and they just link up like that? Like that? Because my understanding of sex is that it's a spiritual like entanglement. <laughs> entanglement. <Yeah. laughs> like it's it's a marriage. And so what I always like would educate people on is that before there was the white wedding, before there was the ring and the I do, right. sex was the way for you to connect before God. So whenever you're like having sex with somebody, like God is like, Okay, y'all are one. And I, I still believe that to this day that a Same. lot of like when when whenever we link with our partners we become one yeah which is why i feel like sex complicates things so much in like relationships mm-hmm. because number one when you're not married and you're like still open to like other people you're you're spiritually connecting with people so now their flow of emotions mixes with your flow of emotions right. and now I, I don't i don't know about like uh science but i think do, do your genes collide or <laughs> <laughs> what y'all get this going right now no do i just know <laughs> there's something biological that happens like y'all yeah. are changing exchanging um is it dna <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess the semen and no. you know, <laughs> I mean, you're exchanging a piece of you. Okay, you let's know? just say that. Let's just simplify it <laughs> because y'all can tell I'm not a science person. <laughs> but <laughs> no, just parts of you are coming together, and mm-hmm. so that was my understanding of sex. That like you have to have an emotional and uh, let me say emotional and mental like ground before yeah. you link um, physically because all of this is spiritual, and so I just it just. Like it baffled me that like people meeting on the spot mm-hmm. and y'all just like linking up that way. So that that was that was like a surprise for me that people yeah. were doing this in college, like Tinder. Like when they said like fifty percent of the college was on Tinder, I was like, y'all lying. <laughs> like They're y'all lying, li- bro. <laughs> I like it. Just it just blows my mind, and mm-hmm. it just. Yeah, it blows my mind, girl. Yeah, I mean, it shows like how also desensitized our culture is and to things like that. Because, I mean, even if you're not a religious person and you don't know Christ, sex like is a big deal. But because of the movies, I guess the movies ruined it for me because I was like, this only happens in the movies. Girl, like, and when you hear it out loud, you're like, this can't be real. But there's so much desensitization and people forget like that is a big deal. Like that is sex, man. Like. Another person, that's the closest way another person can get to you. And I guess because of culture, because of like the systems of the world, like it has become so like normal. But we don't do normal because we don't operate of the world. We operate with Jesus. Did you hear a knock? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, pause the podcast. 
crazy. Yo. <laughs> okay, I guess I gotta. These walls are thin. No, these walls are really thin. He said, I had you. Yeah, Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We just got interrupted. <laughs> Somebody say he's interested in what we talk about. I'm scared, dude. I'm very scared. Okay, it's okay. We have God, you protect us. <laughs> Yo, All right, okay. y'all. So we're back. <laughs> but I think what you were saying was really, really good that, mm-hmm. like, we don't operate by the systems of the world and, like, we're called to be different, which kind of, like, it kind of, I don't want to say it sucks. I want to say, oh, I just said it. No. <laughs> I don't want to say it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's a little bit harder sometimes mm-hmm. as Christians to know that we are called for a certain lifestyle yeah. but be so embedded in in a world where everybody's doing whatever else is that and like mm-hmm. even if you mention your beliefs or even if you mention that you're not trying to live your life the way everyone else lives it then you become an outcast mm-hmm. and you become this person that's auto- automatically judgmental like I mean in the, in the beginning we mentioned that we were a bit judgmental but now we're in a state where we recognize like I'm I'm walking out my faith with fear and with trembling and I'm not necessarily going to project my beliefs right. onto you unless you want to hear about it and unless like God is calling me to preach the gospel to you but now like Christians are automatically assumed to be judgmental or we're assumed to automatically hate everybody who we don't think is living right so what do you have like what would you say about that stigma about that stereotype of like Christians so I'm I'm glad you asked that question because in a sense like I think people and it's like you mentioned projecting a lot of people project how they're feeling on the inside. Like when we decide to live other than, you know, again, we are the outcast and people will see that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, they're not trying to live like me. Look at them trying to be better than me. Automatically, they're trying to be better. They think they're better. And that's not not even necessarily true. I can't speak that for everybody. But right. I can say for those who truly follow Christ and want to know Christ and his people, they don't we don't operate in a sense of we're better we're holier than thou you know how many times i've heard holier than thou Sheesh. boy even my own family members <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> my own people and it's like no i just want to not walk in the way the world has i i love god so much i want to show him like how much like I, you mean to me lord so i want to be obedient and love you right but when you do that people look at you crazy mm-hmm. but I, we're not here for what people think we're here to walk by faith and honestly a lot of them are a lot of people who see you do that. They're insecure within themselves because mm-hmm. they see somebody actually walking in what they believe in. And we right. live in a world where you, you just follow. You just follow the bandwagon. Yeah. But when you do not follow the bandwagon, there's a sense of respect. Yeah. But the respect, the way they project the respect <laughs> is, is so disrespectful. Yeah. So it's like, do you respect me or not? Disrespectful respect. <laughs> okay. So in a sense, I feel like we're respected, but they're projecting their like disrespect for themselves or they're projecting the fact that, oh, wow, this person's trying to live different. Right. I, I really, really do agree with that. Because um, it's just like somebody who steals and they're like, hey, yo, you trying to cop? And you're like, no. Oh, so you so you think you could? And it's just like, no, no. I just don't want to steal. <laughs> I don't want to steal. And so it, I see that that's a, that's a common uh, reaction to mm-hmm. like project that like, oh, so you think you better because you're not. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm just not trying to do that. Yeah. And so I've been trying to find ways to respond whenever, like, mm-hmm. let's say, because I, I, I do get that a lot whenever I choose not to respond to something or do something the way somebody else does it. Like, oh, so you did. And I'm like, I'm trying to, like, learn how to, like, humbly approach mm-hmm. it. Be like, like, no, no. I just... I just I just don't want to I'm just mm-hmm. yeah without it being like because the way I I, I would have responded to no because the Bible says in chapter eight <laughs> that I shall not that I'm on you <laughs> and like I learned that you don't have to go and preach the Bible to everybody no. like your actions alone is the best Bible that somebody who's not reading the Bible they will read you mm-hmm. and get a, a piece of the word like that so. I learned I don't have to like be quoting scripture to somebody who don't really understand yeah. where to even find it in the Bible, but right. just just live my lifestyle that way. That is so true. Li- living that lifestyle is very important to be true to yourself. You know, not only be true to people, but be true to yourself. Yeah. Um, and I also say a sense of perfectionism is also written Oof. on us. Like when people see it, they're like, oh, so you think you're perfect. And automatically, I feel like non-believers because of even past experiences unfortunately they're like oh you're Christian automatic oh so you think you're perfect you think you're better you think you're this because like 
I, some people have made it hard for some people. You know, yeah. there's church or all these things exist. We can't lie and say they don't exist. Unfortunately, those things happen. Yeah. But somebody who's truly walking in the faith, we know we're not perfect. Matter of fact, we're following Jesus because we are not perfect. Yeah. We need somebody who is perfect to show us how to do better, to be better. Yeah. Well, that doesn't necessarily make us perfect. That makes us trying to do the right thing and yeah. to love the one who is who is and is to come so you know what i'm saying yeah that's valid i think um sometimes when we are raised in the faith you are taught from an early age what is right and what is wrong Mm -hmm. and so the common association that you make with like other people is that they are the sinners and you're the righteous Mm -hmm. that's the way i was raised i was just like i'm doing the right thing i like when i see someone blatantly not doing the right thing i recognize that as being sin and so one thing that i had to that college had to teach me is that like sinners and and believer like any anybody i said sinners and believers we're, we're literally all the same we are like the only difference is that we have christ to take us through our challenges mm. and to receive our sin for us and like i had to realize this because i noticed that especially in kentucky a lot of people this is the bible built mm. so a lot of people were either raised in a church or they have like christianity embedded in their actions mm. but they don't actively believe or they don't actively believe in christ yeah. and so i encountered someone who um, I, I told them and I don't know if they were they were a Christian at this time, um, but I told them that they they were the most Christ like person I had ever met. And uh, no, they're the Christ like <laughs> person I ever met. Yeah. And they were just like, stop lying to me. Stop because they weren't they were kind of struggling in their faith and trying to figure it out. And I was telling them, you like you're literally the most Christ like. And I would tell them these things that you do naturally, I learned it in the church. Yeah. Like I had to motivate myself to do these things, but you naturally do it. So like I remember I used to always pray, like, God, I want to be a giver. Because the thing is, in the past, like I've always gave, gave, gave that I was always taking advantage of it. So I was like, I'm not gonna give to nobody. Mm-hmm. So whenever I saw this person naturally give, I'm like, yo, that's that's the spirit of Jesus. Yeah. Like I, I have to speak to myself before I even do that. You just freely wow. do it. And so it made me realize that like us Christians, we're literally no better than the unbeliever. No. It's just that we have Christ and that's like our sunshine. Yeah. So like I could be depressed just as you, but because I have Jesus, he gives me that sunshine to where I don't, I'm not actually depressed anymore. Come on. And so Jesus is the one that makes the difference in our lives. Mm. And so even speaking of toxic purity culture, Jesus is the one that makes our marriage fruitful. Jesus mm. is the one that on that day, mm. huh, when we are in the bed, yes. ha, he said, baby, yes, yeah. baby, take this position. Come on. Baby, he likes it like this. Yes. Baby, I want you to know yes. you're going to have a successful sex life. Yes. Your marriage will be beautiful. You'll be praying while you're sexing. Each room. You will, <laughs> Bless the rooms. Christening. Every room, I'm telling you. Switching, I'm (laughs) switching what? Position, (laughs) switching positions. Like I'm at the point where I like even right now I'm still learning about sex. Yeah, like. I'm now learning about it to the point where I'm just like, God, when I am in my marriage, I want you to like steer it away. Come on. Like, I want you to, because the thing is, my, my God knows my future husband more than I do. Yeah. And God knows me more than my future husband will. So if we were to have God in that marriage, ah, imagine. Because his baby, he like this one. Chew his ear. Chew his ear. Chew his ear. Not his ear, girl. Oh, yeah, cut it. <laughs> Be like Peter, cut it out. <laughs> no, yo, but. get this girl, y'all. Get this girl. Oh, yo, that man's gonna come back. I know. He was like, "What are you doing here?" Man, no, but yeah, I just, I just truly believe that God in any marriage it cannot fall. Mm. Um, I know a lot of marriages kind of go through strife and struggle, but I really believe that in this generation, people are gonna truly devote their lives, um, and their marriages to God to the point yeah. where there's no way it can fall because God is in the center of it. Mm. If you put Christ in the center. Center. Just like your mentor. mentor. Hey, your mentors. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's given that you want to harmonize. <laughs> Just a little. If you guys don't know me and Sabrina, we like to harmonize. No, no. To the glory of God. Glory of God. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, man. God is good. God is good. No, but I think this conversation is, is very important to have because I feel like a lot of people c- could be struggling with this and it's good to share, you know. share this information as i was struggling with it i still am and Mm -hmm. again when i talk about like christianity we're not perfect we know we fall short you know we we are human and we are loved just as equal to god to anybody else that's that's the i think that's one of the best parts of love and the true love of god is like 
wow, like, all this to say is I love all y'all the same. You are not greater than this person. You can be a pastor and fast for 40 days, 40 nights, or you can literally just be laying on the street, just do nothing with yeah. your life. I love you. And, um, I mean, I've, I've never heard of a love like that, at least not the, the, the God I serve. That is the God I truly serve. It right. can love me like that. How could I not follow you? How could I not love you? How could I not dedicate my life to you? And, Sometimes, like, people will tell me, like, Christianity sounds like a low-key, like a cult. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it. I hate it, y'all. But, like, it's not. It's, like, the truest form of love. And it's a living hope and a living faith. But, yeah, we ain't no cult, y'all. We are a culture. Ah, Kingdom. Can I get a... Can I get a... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. (laughs) It's real. It's real. Yeah, but culture kingdom kingdom over culture kingdom honestly. over culture no that should be like a whole like another episode because mm-hmm. that 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 alone says a lot it does that you choose god over what your parents taught you what mm-hmm. your church even your church taught you yeah oh yeah to, like after what your what your par- parents taught you your culture taught you even what you taught you Ooh. you know what i mean like Ooh. I feel like we can tell ourselves so many things to believe, but like, what is what is God saying? Like, whatever God taught us, and God can use people, yeah. but like, that's where like little things like discernment come into play. Like, Lord, is this from you? Is this not? Mm-hmm. You know, so all of it really boils down to transformation yeah. of the mind. So that's why I really like how I like that we we call this segment sheltered because we literally are still transforming. We're never gonna stop, but yeah. the transformation that's happened, like. I would have people who I knew freshman year who would come up to me and say, Ozzy, you're, you're so different from freshman year. Wow. And I'm like, oh, it was that bad? They say, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. that bad. I said, sorry. <laughs> so don't you remember you were screaming Jesus from the rooftop? <laughs> Shoving it down my throat. I said, oh, oh Santi, sorry. <laughs> I will not do it again. Okay. And yeah. so I just want to shout out, you know, those who are kind of in their season. You know, people who are like, when they first come to Christ, they're like highly spiritual. And oh, yes. yeah, I want to shout out those people who are in that season right now that the path that you're on is good. I feel like um, just yeah find a mentor yeah um find a mentor of someone who can um guide you in life because that one one of the things that's very true is that when you first come to christ you're so excited about it you want to tell everybody you want to shout it from the rooftops and I, i i believe that you should but it takes it takes a grace and it takes it takes time because now that you're this fire that's within you is like is like burning you can't just let the fire go around and burn because you're mm. going to actually end up burning people. Mm. And so just it, it, it requires a mentor and even the Holy Spirit to put that yeah. fire in its place. Um, fire goes in a fireplace. It goes Ooh. on logs. It doesn't go everywhere where you see wood unless we would have forest fires forest everywhere <laughs> and that causes damage and so yeah, if you're on fair. fire right now i i encourage you to keep that fire burning but also have people who are like spiritually mature who are around you to be like hey yo chill out because <laughs> that's what it took for me freshman year yeah. like people are like yeah i understand you're on fire for jesus but like let it go through this way and you would also let me say this you also have to know where you are like your territory and this goes with uh shadrach meshach and abednego they went to babylon and they learned so much of like babylonian scripture they knew about the culture yeah. to the point where if they were spreading the gospel they wouldn't do it like they did in jerusalem right because babylonians don't understand it the jerusalem way they had to do it through the babylonian culture and so no matter where you are learn the people i i came to berea thinking i was going to do it the atlanta way Heck no. <laughs> it, it threw me under the bus. Okay. And so it just depends on the people that you are, like the people that you're around and the place where you are, that if you're excited and you want to share the gospel, you just have to know who you're talking to and do yeah. it with relationship. Yes. Don't just, you know what I'm saying? Unless God is calling you to talk to strangers, that's amazing. But like I realize that relationship does a lot when it comes to spreading the gospel. That is so true. That's a word, Sab. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for that. And, you know, I speaking of people on fire, like I one thing I really commend is people who were actually not raised in the church Mm. and who who like are on fire for God. Yeah. Like there are many times where I'm like, Lord, you know, 
I don't know why I get actually y'all I would get jealous that people get this like God met me I was I had a big old drug like they were on drugs and I had an overdose and I met the Lord and, right or somehow I was stuck in sin and I'm like God where's my story like that oh God? yes you know, I'll feel bad like I'm like but I really respect like my highest respects really go to people not born in the church and like meet jesus because he's always going to be there right. that's the best part it's just he's waiting for you to open the door so for those who open the door and welcome him in i really commend you because it's like wow you dropped this world you this life you were living for the greater good and i would actually get jealous of that mm -hmm. like oh my goodness i wish i had a big bang theory story yeah you know? <laughs> well you know but like it also taught me that God was like, well, you're st whatever you you have is still valid because don't forget you still a sinner number one mm -hmm. and number two. I took you out of so many things you didn't even know you were taken yeah. out of, and even things you knew. Like one thing I always tell people, I was a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy yeah. was a thief. <laughs> let me put this way. Wait, clap, clap. Yes, I was a thief, y'all. A thief in the night, y'all. I took money from my mom's purse. I'll admit it, <laughs> y'all. But I was a thief, y'all, and, like, I was stealing for years, y'all. And when I tell you, I was like, I can't come out of this. I don't know. I can't stop stealing Jesus. And then, like, literally, like, that's, I remember giving my life to Christ. Like, he taught me how to stop because I was like, God, you're way more important than this stealing. So God literally gave me that whole remembrance of, remember, you literally were, like, a kleptomaniac, right. bro. And I was like, God, thank you for delivering me from that. So, I mean, for those who are listening and, you know, you think you're sin or you think you you didn't have that big of a story, like everything is important to God. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a big old like a building falls and you you flew up the, the building. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, it doesn't have to be that big because it's all big because of him. So, Amen. yeah. Well, I know we just kind of gave our last words. And so I feel like I feel it in my spirit. Mm. Come that on. we are gonna break out in song. Wow! I feel it in my in my in my spirit, the wow. left side of my spirit. Come on, come that on! We are going to get into harmonization. Yes, now in the name of Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah! Glory to God! <laughs> Glory. Now I really appreciate you coming on this podcast and like mm -hmm. being honest. Ooh, this, <laughs> this is probably one of the most honest conversations. <laughs> I'm about to go back and see if I have to edit anything. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I love this so much. I love it. Maybe give me a song. <sighs> I don't know any. Uh, <laughs> goes into song. Okay, let's do Adonai. You know, I feel spirit. I feel Adonai. Hallelujah. People are listening to like, what the heck, bro? Like yeah, this song. I don't know. Shout out to Nathaniel Bassey, y'all. If you don't know Nathaniel Bassey, that's B A S S E Y. That man shout out the music he makes is like i believe i i am 100 percent bent that that's the music that'll be playing in heaven y'all come on go listen to these albums because like it'll take you to the realm oh yeah amen so we're gonna sing i don't know sorry if we don't have a nice one <laughs> yeah we are, we are still enjoying it we are learning we are learning auntie please <laughs> okay auntie are you going low i'm going uh, uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh. okay i'll go low okay hey how high can i go okay, okay. <clears throat> should i start yeah study <laughs> okay <laughs> here we go <clears throat> It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's 10 o'clock. No, bro, my voice is not giving right now. <laughs> Me neither, y'all. We just woke up, please. Okay, let's do a different song. Different okay, different song. You're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, me? Ah, that's the one we're singing the last time. What is the other one? Did you call me? Oh, God, oh, God. Why do you want you? Oh, so constant. 
Mighty, you know some mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah. No, okay, so Actually, let me, I think that's but, the Ghanaian way. No, 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 because Nigerians, you people sing the, the thing wrong. No, 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 no. How we do say, you sing it? Mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah is your name. Yeah. Jehovah is your name. Okay, okay. Jehovah is your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't be serious, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay, the last one, last one, last one. It's all good, good, good. Oh, yeah, pick one. One, one more song. <clears throat> Do you know? Um, let's see. Okay. Not by my. Is that too hard? Oh, it's too. It's too high. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do a lot song. Lot song. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Pick one. No, I don't have one. You choose one. Mm. I'm backing you up. Do you hear my voice? Just one. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll be fine. the dumb table. You be chilling. <laughs> oh, we can sing. Um, yeah, we can sing. Um, refiner. <laughs> no, you're gonna hear in love with you. No one else <clears throat> can take your place. Worthy. Okay, let's go. <sighs> Worthy, 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 worthy. Worthy, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Worthy, Jesus. Worthy. And worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. See, worthy is your name. Come on. Jesus. Yeah. And you deserve the praise. Come on. Worthy is your name. Say, worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Come on. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Come on. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Yeah. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Hey. <laughs> uncle, and uncles, please forgive me. <laughs> Yo, I started cracking up because <laughs> when we listen to this again, it's going to be straight laughter. <laughs> we tried, we tried. Yo, please forgive us, so we tried our best, though. Please. Yo, yo, thank you so much for tuning in into this episode of podcast. Hey, of uh, everything under the sun, uh, we talked about being sheltered, and <laughs> Lord, y'all. I said we ended in the song. It just showed how sheltered we are. <laughs> This is the first this is the first one we ended out in the singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yo. I appreciate you so much for coming on here, O's. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sab. I love you so much. This is Sab. This is O's. Peace. <laughs>